the deep heart of the rose I was crying so hard and uncontrollably when I phoned Lena that I threw her into an instant panic. I could say nothing and I obviously couldn't manage the flood of emotion. Finally, she told me later, she stopped asking questions and tuned into me. And in a moment she was yelling at me. The next time you do that, Leila, I will kill you. You're not upset? <laughs> no. I sobbed through the flood. Nothing's wrong? No. You're just overflowing like the damn Niagara. You do this to me one more time and I will kill you myself, I promise you. Get yourself under control and call back. And she banged down the phone. I stayed in mum and dad's room still crying and sobbing for some time. The enormous tank of tears was just beginning to run dry when the phone rang. We are identical twins and could always link into each other in this incredible way, so I knew it was Lena. I held it to my ear without a word. "You frightened me. You know that?" she accused. A gurgle of sobs erupted again and she threatened me in a menacing tone. "Now don't start again, Leila. Where are you?" "At at at mum and dad's place," I stammered. I thought I'd give it a clean up before they returned. Okay, she said in her clear elder sister by 12 minutes tone. Spill. I suppose I'd better start at the beginning though. As you know, Lena and I are identical twins. Our elder brothers, Rajiv and Raghu, are also twins, but they are fraternal twins, and all four of us are adopted. Mom and Dad have never been willing to say why they chose adoptions. They've always maintained the reason was irrelevant, and perhaps it is, for we are a close family and strangely like each other. All of us kids have inherited major traits from both parents. I know I said inherited, but we all talk and feel like that. When we were little, they told us we grew from their hearts, if not from their bodies, and deep down, we still believe that. So about the inherited characteristics I'm an emotional waterworks like mum but like dad I'm also a writer For Lena she's a homebody like mum but a clinical thinker like dad Rajiv shares dad's love of all mechanical things and has mum's warmth and empathy and Raghu has mum's innate understanding of figures and dad's ability to explain things so that people can comprehend In our home Mom was always the emotional pillar and dad the intellectual one. Mom could handle both jobs and frequently did, but dad was distinctly uncomfortable with the softer side. We'd all felt it and been driven by his rejection to mom, been calmed and pacified by her and handled it each in our own way. We knew that the fact that he couldn't express his feelings didn't mean he didn't have them. We knew he loved us deeply. but greedy that we were 
we'd all have loved to have him say it sometimes. But that was just not his way. Prickly, that's what we called him. All four of our siblings are still in this city, but my husband and I live the closest to our parents' home. Plus, I'm a writer, so while I'm always pressed for time, I also always can make the time. I tend to pick up a lot of the home errands, which is why I was here in the first place, supervising the airing and clean-up before mum and dad returned. I was checking through the house before leaving, when in mum and dad's bedroom, I was drawn to the twin images on dad's chest of drawers. There are two large frames, each containing a picture of one of our sets of twins as babies. For as long back as I could remember, they'd always been there. Same place, same frames, same photos. Nothing else around them. You could never put a glass or a piece of paper or anything on that chest of drawers. Dad would immediately remove it and clear the space around those two pictures. A small, nitpicky revelation of emotion in this vault of a man. I picked up the image of Lena and me and gazed at it pensively, trying to fathom what was so special about it, as if I hadn't ever tried that earlier. With the same result, I still didn't know. I was just about to put it back when, please don't ask me how I don't know, it fell. Just slipped out of my fingers and dropped. The glass shattered and fell around in chunks and slivers. I stood there and stared at it, aghast. What on earth had I gone and done? I was going to be in really hot water with Dad since I had no business touching it in the first place. After what seemed like forever, I crouched down to gingerly pick up the frame. The photo was flapping out but was fortunately unharmed. I shook off the glass as carefully as I could and reminded myself to clean up the mess and the photograph fell out of the frame, face down. I was surprised to see that the reverse was covered in writing. Dad's handwriting. I picked it up and without even stopping a moment to think how nosy that was, I started reading. Within moments... I was crying so hard that I couldn't read a damn word and the tears were flowing so freely that I had to hold the photograph up so that the tears wouldn't fall on it. I stuffed a cushion into my face to muffle the shudders and holding the photo up, read the whole thing through over and over, crying incessantly. Finally, I laid it carefully aside and called Lena and, well, you know about that. After her peremptory command, I tried to talk coherently. But I was gurgling and burbling so hopelessly that she gave up on me. Sit tight, I'm coming over. Call the boys, they also need to come, I gasped out. In the middle of the day, she asked. This better be worth it, Lela, or you'll catch hell. Call them, I shrieked at her. Lena arrived first, as I knew she would. She was haranguing me about the whole thing. The midday call, the glass all over the floor, which I still hadn't cleared up. The missing photo frame. Had I come to clean up or mess up? I just grabbed her hand and sat her down on the bed. I gave her a big box of tissues I'd found and then handed over the photograph. She looked at me quizzically. Turn it over, I whispered. 
She's not a great one for a boohoo, Lena isn't. So she sat there, photo in one hand, the other hand pressed fiercely into the bed cover, the tears rolling down her cheeks and streaming onto her jeans. The boys arrived. They'd come together. They stood silently a moment in the doorway, observing the scene. Lena, photo in hand, crying a river. Me, curled up on the floor beside her, hugging her knees and sobbing and shuddering away. Not trusting herself to speak, Lena summoned them with a look and handed over the photo. Of course, they'd recognized it too and instantly their heads were together, reading Dad's words, written there so long ago. Their faces started going red and hot and had that mashed look they always had when they were struggling with their emotions. But even before they'd finished, we were up and at their sides with our arms wrapped around them. No one was saying a word. The boys were breathing raggedly. Lena was still weeping silently and I was still blubbering noisily. We led them gently to the other picture, theirs, and waited. It was Rajiv, naturally, who finally acted. He picked it up tenderly and started to dismantle it to get at the photo. His hands were rock-steady and firm, but his lips were pressed together tightly. Raghu was standing near him, white, like a marble statue. Finally, the photo was in Rajiv's hands and he turned it over and the two of them leant in to read. Lena and I shifted behind them, still hugging them around the waist, but giving them at least some semblance of privacy. Shudders racked them both as they absorbed, as we had, the tempest of Dad's unleashed emotions for them. All the love and tenderness and fierce protectiveness he felt for us, but couldn't express to us, was catalogued in pen and ink behind those two photographs and concealed in secrecy all these long, silent years. That's why he guarded them so diligently. That's why they were never to be messed with, obscured or cluttered up in any way. Because they were the receptacles of the outpourings of his deepest heart. Hours passed, filled with tears and smiles and hugs and cleaning up the glass shards and foraging a snack in the kitchen. Rajiv volunteered to see to both the pictures and have ours back in place before the folks returned. A conspiracy of silence was entered into. We knew we would have this treasure to cherish, but we must do it secretly. Never a word to dad or to mum. And we knew we would keep our pact meticulously, because now we'd finally glimpsed the deep heart of the rose.